0: Hi guys, welcome back. It is your girl, Sam. Hey, you know, I haven't you that face, man. <laughs> Do you see it? Is the recording? Yeah. Um, we have um Luca, our cousin, in our podcast studio today, but
1: he's just gonna, he's gonna chill. chill out. And it was his birthday, so we got him a, a really yummy cake. And yeah, that's that. And happy birthday. Thank you.
0: So I've been watching Bridgerton. I really did not want to hop on the bandwagon. Have you seen it? You watched I've been it? Watching it? What <sighs> episode are you on?
1: <laughs> okay. No episode. Like
0: no, abso- no, that's what I thought, Fran. I literally that's thought I really and don't Jana like pe- made me like convince me to watch it. I literally thought it was gonna be so shit. I'm like, I don't like like Victorian or whatever era it is. I don't like that era. Victorian? That's nice No, I don't like it. It's like too old timey and like the way they speak. You have to like dissect. No, what's like that no, Was it one walk? Um, no, she was like, let's go for a promenade. I'm like, a walk? <laughs> they're they're talking about I'm going for a walk. She's yeah, like, Let's go, go let's go for a promenade. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's just annoying, like, right? I, I
1: heard it's like it. a fifty shades of gray kind of T V show. Okay, mm. I don't know about that. It's not <laughs> everyone was like, Oh my god, like the way he like touches her skin. Like they make it so like and no, it's, it's
0: intimate, yeah. It's intimate, but like the last few episodes, I'm on the last episode. The last couple of episodes i wa- Yeah, but there's Yo, only eight Sam goes through. There's shows. only eight? So do, so do I.
1: No, but you understand. Sam actually goes through shows in like a week. It takes me a good three months to finish oh, I like a show. Episodes in like two, three okay,
0: weeks. but that's because I watch them as I'm doing things. Like Fran literally just sits down to watch them. I'm like working out and I watch. I put on a show. I just
1: don't do anything. I just watch them. That's what I do. I have to have like a solid like hour of me just no. Or like if I'm doing show. my
0: makeup or getting or even if I'm showering, I put a show on, like outside the shower door. No, I don't do that. Anyways, it's pretty good. If you guys haven't watched it and you're like me and you're not into that type of like stuff, I would suggest watching it. It's pretty
1: good. For me, I've been reading The Untethered Soul, which is a very good book. Which I gave to her. Yeah, if you don't know what that is, it's basically a book about, how do I describe it? Like self-journey almost. It talks about, which we're actually going to touch upon today's topic. It talks about, like, the inner voice in your head. It talks about, like, your inner roommate, which is basically that voice that always talks, like, Even when you're not doing anything. Like, right now, do you have a voice in your head, Luca, that's just, like, talking to you? Yeah, I'm just staring at that. Yeah, see? You're probably like, oh, what is that? Like, who's that? And it just talks about how fucking annoying it is and how, once you're aware of it and, like, aware of the thoughts that saying, like, you're on, like, a path to enlightenment. It's a very good book, but... Anyways, I've had, it for, I've had
0: it for a while and I haven't read the full thing because, like, it's kind of daunting having to read about things like that. It talks about,
1: like, the it journey of death. It just death makes you and... really think about things you wouldn't actually think about. Yeah. So it makes you kind of nervous about things. Like, thinking about your thoughts gives me anxiety a little bit. Because usually
0: your thoughts just happen and you, you like, act based on your thoughts, but you don't actually, like, dissect them or be like, hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'll be, I'll
1: be. It's the sound of the police. Ooh. Oh, it's the sound of the police.
0: Also, I just want to talk about how it's February 2nd, and I don't know about you, but January has felt like the longest fucking month of my life. Mm-mm. Really? I went by so fast. For me, it feels long. It feels like New Year's Eve when I was chilling on the couch,
1: like, watching the countdown was so long ago. No, I went it- by really fast. We're talking about how Valentine's Day is in, like, a week. Do yeah. you guys like Valentine's Day? Yes or no? Mm. I mean, I have nothing to like about it
0: it's okay but like i feel like it's just another day like it's hyped up and like you spend too much money on shit that's like it's not, like i feel like for right now like during covid it might be nice for like people if you're in a relationship to kind of do something because like there's nothing to do like maybe like get a hotel or like like spend some time together because you know because of covid but on a regular year when covid doesn't exist like i just feel like it's i have actually like sorry about this day
1: grade 12 I used to, well actually all of high school I used to do Valentine's Day but since I didn't have a boyfriend I'd be I do it for like for my friends so I used to get them each cards and like <clears throat> chocolates and like leave them on their doorstep after school so in grade 12 did you do that in grade 12 mm. I was driving from shoppers to bring one of my friends a card and whatever candies and I was in a rush and I was writing the card on the steering wheel as I was driving and I rewanted somebody <gasps> how bad is that and she's like, were you on your phone? I was like, no, I was writing a Valentine's Day card, like, for my friends. And she let me go. She's like, okay, like, it's fine. Like, the you... cop? Not cop. I rear-ended somebody. But
0: did you hit them hard?
1: Not really. It was, like, a stop, like, a stop, like, light, I think. And I let my thing go because I was, like, I don't know. Was distracted. it on
0: Valentine's Day? Yeah. You know what's weird? Do you remember my accident? That was on Valentine's Day of 2019. Really? So, I got in an accident, um february 14th 2019 it was a rear end but like it was way worse like it was a five car crash i basically slipped on black ice and it was kind of like trafficy. it was rush hour so i i slipped and i i don't even remember it's kind of a blur kind of gives me ptsd and after i slipped i tried to swerve into the other lane but the other lane there was only one lane so it was only like there was nowhere for me to swerve so i had to just let it happen so I smashed into the guy in front of me because I couldn't stop on the black ice and it was like a huge crash and it was on Valentine's Day and they weren't very nice to me. They were all swearing at me. Anyways, it was on Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, I'm actually lucky I've never gotten into bad, a bad car accident. That was pretty bad. I've only ever gotten rear-ended or rear-ended somebody, but the rear ends, like I've gotten into, are like taps. minor. Yeah, they're like taps. No, mine was Which I'm like surprised. Crash. Everyone's like, you're a shit driver. Well, <laughs> I haven't gotten into car accidents, so I guess I'm not that shit.
0: So today we want to talk about self-sabotage. I know that that feels like it's really specific, but it's actually something that goes on every day. And I feel like we get ourselves personally, I get myself into situations that I don't necessarily want to always be in or that I might be disappointed with. And when I look back in hindsight, I'm like, I literally did that out of self-sabotage. Like in the moment, I'm just kind of like, whatever. But when you look back, it is. And the types of self-sabotage that I'm talking about are things like overthinking, avoidance, Procrastination, things like that. I don't know if Fran has any others, but but those are the three main ones, at least in my life, that I use as self sabotage kind of methods.
1: Thing with me is, I went to another medium, like on the weekend. I don't want to call her a medium. She's, she, she was, more was a like spiritual a spiritual. Heal- no, she
0: was more like a spiritual
1: healer. And basically, I've I've obviously known about the concept of self sabotage, but I didn't realize I did it to myself as much as she was pointing out to me like i was telling her certain situations and she's like well why did that happen well why did you that kind of digging into like why and i realized it was like my own self or like thought process that did that so that needs to stop and cut it out essentially it's like actively or passively
0: taking steps to prevent ourselves from achieving our goals that's basically what self-sabotage is and for me personally i think it's definitely passive because like i i consider myself someone who's like a go-getter right and i want to be like oh yeah i'm a go-getter i'm ambitious to the extent where i try too many things all at once in all areas of my life aka i'm a perfectionist which is ultimately self-sabotage right because it's overthinking i i want to do too many things all at once i want i want to make them perfect and i think a main component of perfectionism is overthinking and i end up sabotaging myself because
1: i I have too many things going
0: on if that makes sense
1: for me my big one which i feel like so many people can relate is procrastination i'm a huge procrastinator it's always because i have this notion where like if i leave it to the last minute i get it done better or like i'll get it done faster for example like for homework or like an essay or something i always leave it to last minute because i'm like oh time's running out so i know i'll do it but if you think about it like that's self-sabotage because then i think Okay, I got a 75, or I got an 80, but what if I did it that whole two months where I was given, like, that time? Do you know what I mean? That self-sabotage? It's, like, the smallest things that you wouldn't even realize that what you're doing to yourself.
0: hmm For me, Fran was talking about, like, spiritual journey and all that shit, so... Like same with me. I've been like really focused on wanting to like manifest and meditate and like just be more calm and not be such a perfectionist. But what I'm not realizing is that I'm even being a perfectionist in the way that I'm trying to manifest and meditate. And that shouldn't happen, right? Like I I need like a I want a one, two, three step on how to meditate, a one, two, three step on how to manifest and just be more calm and there. And so because I'm overthinking it so hard, it's not actually working. And I feel like you just condition yourself to do that all the time. And I know like a lot of other people feel the same way in many other aspects of your life. You're really, you're either a really logical thinker or you analyze everything. You need it to be perfect. And I wanted my manifesting thing to be perfect. I would research it time and time and time and time and time again. And I'm just like, okay, like what is going on? And I realized that it's not going to be perfect you're going to it's not going to be a straight line you're going to go up and down and if i don't try and just kind of let loose a little bit and not perfect it and not overthink every little thing i do especially in the sense of my meditation practices and all that stuff breath work and things like that then I'm not ultimately going to get what I want. And it may take longer and and it may, may be slower, but at least I'm going to get there rather than overthinking everything and just self-sabotaging it in the end and, and ending up with nothing.
1: But you made a good point yesterday. Sam was like, even you were like, oh, they're kind of making manifestation like an industry where they're, they're trying to make money off it now. So they're selling like you or us guide step to step, step like st- which which is that people like me listen listen guides to like manifestation step to step what's step to step what the fuck am i trying to say step by step by step step by step processes of how to manifest or how to stop overthinking blah, blah blah and they sell you like a whole plan where that's where they're getting all their money from because they know people like sam or people who want to get into manifesting or like meditation but They don't know where to start or need that, like, how-to guide. That's where they make their money off of because you don't know, like, what you're doing.
0: And, like, this podcast isn't about manifesting. I'm just using it as an example. But those, like, those strategies are catering to people like me. Those people who need, like, a guide on how to do things and want it to be perfect. But really, it's not supposed to be perfect. That's just, like, an example for me that I've come across with self-sabotage. But I really think that if you're a person who constantly is in that, like, notion of overthinking, procrastination, avoidance, then... It's going to just like ultimately make you unhappy, I think.
1: Think about like for me even too, when I'm like lazy to work out, how much self-sabotaging that is. Going back to that book I was reading about like the inner voice in your head. For me, one big one is working out. So I love to work out and I like try to keep on a consistent schedule, but obviously in quarantine, I feel like so many people can relate where you kind of fall back or you don't. You aren't as hard on yourself because you're not at a gym, like you're not in the actual environment. So you get lazy or you kind of just don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I like to work out in the mornings, usually after I have breakfast. But if I don't, I'm like, okay, I'll work out at night. And then it comes nighttime after I'm done all my school and all my work. And I'm like, hey, now I'm tired. I don't want to do it. But what I'm trying to get at is the main thing for me is it's that inner voice in your head telling you like, not, oh, don't work out, like just skip a day or like, it's fine. Don't do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, And that's when, when you're not consistent, this is just my personal example, where I found where I'm not consistent, obviously, you're not going to make progress, right? You're not going to see results. And then I I think to myself, I feel like it's good to stop and think like, okay, why am I not making progress? Why am I not consistent? And a 1000% of the time, it'll just be that little voice inside your head or you like you're the reason why you're not there's nothing else externally, or like a social factor that can you can blame realistically, you have to blame yourself. So In the book, it was saying, if you're in a situation where you feel uncomfortable, or it's one that, like, your brain will usually tell you not to do, or trying to, like, talk you out of it, uh, most likely the thoughts will say, like, it's a threat. Like, for example, for you, for a job opportunity, okay? You're going into, like, a meeting, and you're uncomfortable in that situation, and you're, like, fearful of it, what's your mind going to say, realistically? Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, oh, don't go there, like, you're, it's scary, like, it's unknown, you're not going to know what the outcome is going to be. But instead of running away from it and, like, thinking it's a threat, what if you change your thought process to think, like, it's actually an opportunity? Then how would you go about it? you go about it more confidently. You'd probably land the job. Like, you'd be more open to other possibilities. And I feel like that's where self-sabotage really stems from. It's just those negative thoughts. And those, like, we've talked about overthinking before. Like, it kills you, literally. Like
0: And I think, like, a key point that she said was th- threats and opportunities the opposite of a threat is an opportunity like for anybody who's in, who's in project management or risk management or you marketing know, or even marketing <laughs> you know that um when you like do risk analysis matrices and stuff like that you identify possible threats but then you also identify the opposite end of the spectrum which is possible opportunities so that makes sense what you said like it can it can go either way really when you're talking about yourself obviously not in a project setting or don't do that like at work
1: but i mean i mean if you minimize the threat then it becomes an opportunity so kind of we're not going to get into that right now anyways
0: i wanted to specifically bring out bring up self-sabotage in two ways so self-sabotage in your career and self-sabotage in relationships so for me like career-wise i'm a person who acts like i said so much on logic and i'm so analytical that sometimes i'm not truly like leaning into what i want and i'm 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 not in the present moment. I'm always, like, my future self. Mm
1: -hmm. And when
0: I saw the spiritual healer, she also mentioned that. She was like, it seems like you're always your future self when it comes to your professional life. You're always trying to, like, get the next thing. You're never actually, like, in the moment, like, appreciating what what you're currently learning or the knowledge that you're currently having or, like, the career um, spot that you're in. I'm always just trying to get more. And for me, it's self-sabotaging because then at the end of the day, I am acting on just my thoughts I'm acting on just like my future thoughts and I'm not acting on my emotion like am I even like am I happy right now I should be like soaking up this happiness soaking up this joy soaking up this anger if I feel anger just like actually feeling the emotions and so career-wise like I said at the end of the day when all is said and done if I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish that day that week that month that year or even worse if I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish I either feel like shit because I was thinking so much that I didn't even enjoy the moment or the space that I was in. Or I feel like shit because I failed and I didn't actually learn my lessons, if that makes sense. And I think that, like, a lot of people can use that in their career or in their professional life. Like, don't self-sabotage by overthinking and, like just avoiding your emotions and how you feel with what you're doing kind of go with what you truly want and bask in those emotions that you have in your current state so that you can make like an informed next move based on your emotions rather than just your thoughts you're not sa- self-sabotaging yourself i know that was a lot that was wordy but i hope that made sense the second thing is self-sabotaging in a relationship which i know many of us can relate to in one way or another probably even luca <laughs> Yeah.
1: But it also goes back to, like, the overthinking thing and, the, like, the voice in your head. Usually, like, usually you make something so much bigger than it actually is, and that's yeah. when all the problems actually start to, like, to flourish. Let's just say, like, for me, a huge one was kind of a silly example, but, like, like, for example, like, you're wondering why, like, your boyfriend or girlfriend isn't calling, and then you literally make up a whole scenario in your head that, like, oh he's out with his friends. Okay, well then that means that there's girls around. If there's girls around, that means he's talking to these girls. If he's talking to these girls and he forgot about me, that's why he's not calling. Meanwhile, he's like just fucking sleeping or like just doesn't have his phone on him Mm -hmm. at that time. And that can cause like so many problems like for yourself and the relationship like you're your partner literally is gonna
0: be like she doesn't trust me when you do trust him that's just like you self-sabotaging it eh? you do trust him and then he's not gonna want to be with you anymore then you have no
1: relationship and you're like fuck i just self-sabotage that um, i'm sure he's not gonna not want to be just with i'm of saying worst case scenario i feel like if you keep if it's like a constant factor and you keep doing it then your partner if you're a guy or a girl is kind of gonna look at you and almost think of you as like insecure within the relationship and with yourself and they don't want that not that you're a burden but it becomes a burden because they have to constantly remind you and I get it like assurance is obviously something that everybody wants but when you have to keep reminding that person like no like trust me like I'm loyal or like I'm not doing this there's no girls here blah blah blah, and you keep asking just because like that's what your mind is thinking that's when it gets so like let's say if
0: okay if any guys are listening to this if you're one of those guys who constantly like, asks their girlfriend what they're doing, who they're with, and they're those guys that call them every two seconds. Like, I've seen my friends or, like, people I've been friends with be in those situations. Or as
1: soon as, like, they find out they're with guys, their mood switches up so fucking quick. Yeah,
0: do not do that. You are self-sabotaging your relationship because as a girl, if I was in a situation like that, first of all, I'd be like, ew, that's an ick. That would give me the ick. It's like, that. that is so gross. Like, you don't even trust me enough. I get it. That stems from their own insecurities. But don't do that because that is so self-sabotaging to a relationship to the point where, like, that girl is going to resent you. I've literally seen these situations happen. Like, we'd be with friends and, like, we're doing schoolwork. We're studying as a group. And this person's calling them every five seconds. Every five minutes. Legit. timing, What are you doing now? What are you doing now? Still studying. Yeah, still I studying.
1: Turn my phone off. Yeah,
0: it's just like... Okay, maybe not to that extent, but if you are a guy who listens to this and you feel the need to pick up your phone and call your girlfriend every time, like, she leaves her house, where are you going, what are you doing, don't do that. That's, like, a major self-sabotage trigger. And in the end, obviously, it stems from insecurities, but that's just one thing that would give me the ick, personally.
1: I feel like you need to let your boyfriend or girlfriend just go out without you, like... Some, yeah, like, like you. I feel like you need that break sometimes. Otherwise, you're just constantly together. And also, I feel like when they're not out without you, you have nothing to really talk. Like, obviously, you're going to have things to talk about, but obviously, you want to talk to them about things that, like, happen without the other person. You know what I'm trying to say? Experiences mm-hmm. or, like, funny things. And if you don't let them have that and just constantly up their ass, I feel like it's not... Mm-hmm. That's just not going to work out. I get it. Some people are more jealous than others and, like, overprotective. And that's fine. Like, to an extent... It's fine, but I feel like once you start passing a certain threshold, like, that's when you start to self-sabotage your relationship.
0: Yeah, like, well, I think when we're younger, we all kind of do that yeah. shit, that, like, possessiveness, I, jealousy. I, I... Personally, if I can, like, identify instances of self-sabotage that happen with me, it would be more of, like, and, like, obviously, it's hard to admit this about myself and, like, obviously, to the podcast, two people that are listening. Two Two but- people? No, like, to the people that are listening. I hope not only two people are listening. What the fuck? Um, But, like, my main insecurity sometimes, like, in a relationship or just, like, a successful relationship is, like, am I, like, good enough for this? Like, do I deserve this type of relationship? And I think about, like, the worst things about myself. Like, for example, (laughs) sometimes I get irritable, like, really quick in certain situations. And I'm like, hey, like, I don't deserve a good relationship because I get irritable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you think about the worst things about yourself and you're like, oh, am I good enough? Do I deserve this? And that... Like, you don't want how you view yourself, the worst things about yourself to come out and kind of... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like manifest. And manifest itself onto your relationship if you're constantly thinking about them. So I'm lucky that, like... I honestly just communicate, and I think that that's, like, the main thing. Like, I've said this to Roman that I think those things sometimes, and I'm lucky that he, like, helps me with it and, like, reassures me sometimes or just says, like, you know, like, don't worry. Like, I like that about you. or I like this about you. And, and, like, that's good. I'm lucky in that sense. But sometimes, obviously, I really get in my head, and you don't want to let those insecurities manifest. I don't know if you have examples.
1: Mm, okay. Or you're perfect. But it's the same thing. Have you seen those tweets where it's, like, um, or people will be, like, oh, do you still like me? Or, like, do you still love me? Okay, I don't like, say that. Like, that's a little bit, come on. Yeah, but people are actually like that. And I, I was actually like that at one point. I would, like, ask, do you still like me? Yeah, like that. But that's what I mean because you have but, self-sabotaging yeah. thoughts and it literally over, it, like, takes over And into to your the point brain. where, like,
0: you're actually physically saying it out loud and then after you think about it, you're like, you're, like oh my You, like, cringe. God. I
1: literally look back and I'm like, why the fuck did I ever say you like me? First of all... Why do I need to ask if you like me for in a relationship? You have second to. Second of all, you have to get
0: to the point where you're like, you know what? I like me. So yeah. No. Second of all, all like why me? am I
1: asking you? Like, if you don't like me, then bye. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just. But it it happens. It's, it's a, a journey. It's a journey. What
0: we're saying is, you just have to like take a step back, look at yourself, look at your actions, and the last thing that I want to say, closing off and like my opinion on on this is that I think all types of self sabotage stem from fear, like. You have to recognize, like, what am I afraid of? For me, my main thing is I'm afraid of failure. So everything that I do needs to be perfect. This podcast, if if it doesn't sound perfect, ask Fran. I get, I get like, if, if the sound annoying. is off, I get, yeah, like, I'm annoying to other people. But to me, it actually eats me up inside. If my, like, professional life, if something's happening that isn't perfect, I will do research upon research upon research that I'll, like, make myself sick. And in every aspect. So that's what I'm afraid of is failure. So I think you just need to identify it for, like, your individual self.
1: I just have a lot of, like, self-doubt. I guess it's not failure. It's more... It's not that I'm not going to do something well. It's, like, I'm not going to do something at all. Does that make sense? Like, self-doubt of, like, starting something.
0: You're afraid that you're going to quit.
1: No. uh, How do I explain Like, self-doubt of, like, that I can't do it. Not that I won't, like it will fail, but that I can't do something. Yeah, you're afraid
0: that you can't do. Something. So I am
1: afraid that I, I can't open up my own business. Or I'm afraid that I can't get into like a relationship. I'm afraid that I can't be who I want to be. Like it's that kind of, I can't, that's a word. Can't.
0: And- We're obviously not therapists, and we're not here to give you the solution to self-sabotaging and, like, what your ultimate fears are, but what I'm currently working on is myself and, like, how do I tackle that fear of failure? It's okay to fail. Of course it's okay to fail. Write in my journal about it. Fucking do whatever about it. You know, like... I
1: fucking read through my journal yesterday. Okay, I read...
0: I read two lines. You read through my journal 12,000 times.
1: You did. Now we're gonna go on. If you guys don't like Bachelor, peace out, but... Thanks for listening. Uh, Bachelor time. okay. Lots to say about Bachelor last night. Okay, oh. let's start from
0: the beginning. What let's happened? start with
1: fucking MJ, because I don't no, like no, that no, Post no, Malone-looking no. bitch. No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't look like Post Malone. She literally looks like... You no,
1: know, she looks like Rugrats. The one you um, used to have a crush on. Chucky. Chucky from Rugrats.
0: Chucky, Chucky from Rugwa- Rugrats? Rugrats? <laughs> that's how I used to talk. You know that's how I used to talk? I, I couldn't pronounce my R's, and Mom and Dad wanted to take me to speech impediment.
1: I'm pretty sure you couldn't either. I did go to speech impediment. You did? Yeah, I had a list. I small and he used to call, he used to call me Kaka. He's gonna say Francesca, right. and they used to pinch him, so fucking hard. No, I used to say like, it's like this. I used to say like, oh, like
0: I want to go in the water, like that,
1: like New York. Anyway, okay, anyways, the
0: Chucky from Rugrats. Okay, that's who Kate,
1: she looks Like at the anyways. beginning. Okay. Um. Okay. So what happened? I forgot now what happened. Beef. Katie. Okay. So Katie told Matt that there was beef in the house and it was toxic environment. Which
0: I can't believe Matt ratted Katie out when he was like, yeah, Katie told. Okay, me. but she—he like, didn't oh know.
1: God. Like he, I don't think he knew how toxic like the environment actually was so then i'm just trying to recap in my head so then victoria went i don't know what the, okay first of all what the hell is victoria wearing with her oh my with god the, with her no cuchillo. offense like sh- the fact that like don't call other girls i think they we're looking for is like musty dusty
0: <laughs> she she sat down okay if you guys didn't watch it she was wearing those that really popular dress on instagram like a year ago where like i literally have it but i never worn it And it's, like, silk, and it has, like, the slits on both the sides in the front. So if you lift up the front flap, literally, your underwear is right there. Like, you could see between your legs. She sits down in front of Matt and lifts up the flap and puts it on the side. Like, how was her, like, crotch not hanging out? I
1: don't know, but I think Matt was so happy that... That she was gone. Just to recap, like, Matt, like, that Matt sent was...
0: Victoria and Anna home based on what they said about the <laughs> and other then, girls. And then
1: Victoria was like, okay, hi- she was hiding behind the other girls. Like, everyone was like, bye, Matt. Like, thank you for this experience. And then Victoria, they kept showing her head, like, behind the oh other God, girls. You- and then she went up to Matt and she was like... No, listen. You're, like, cutting me off. Sorry. And me and Sam were like, is she pretending, like, that she got a rose and, like, is going to stay there? Because all you see is her, like, hiding, kind of, like, behind the other people. And then she finally Sorry. pops out of nowhere and was like... um. I'm glad I'm not staying here, Matt. Like, I'm going to give you a hug. And Matt's like, okay, bye. He literally didn't say anything. He was like, the Like, he literally looked like this. Duh. He didn't give two shits. Anyways, I think that
0: Anna deserved to go home. Um, I think that Matt definitely, if he really liked Anna or Victoria, I think he would have maybe tried to kind of, like, mediate it a little bit yeah, more. But how, you know like, I mean? How, but-
1: how he's been with MJ. Like, if he if he really didn't like MJ and, like, kind of didn't, like, want her to go home, he would have been like, okay, you called this girl, oh, no, I no, don't. you um said Varsity versus, like, whatever, the newbies, and, like, go home, just like he did to Anna and... That's MJ. what I'm saying.
0: I think he he definitely, like, capitalized on that opportunity to send them home. I don't know why Anna was crying so bad. She literally speak, spoke to him, like, two times. So I don't know why she was crying so bad, first of all. Second of all, I don't know why Matt looked so sad. He definitely has to play the part.
1: Yeah, you know he what i'm saying like a dick you do not look goodbye. like a dick
0: and but like i would have been like peace out it's my opportunity to send you home goodbye um so that happened glad they went home honestly it's gonna be a little bit less entertaining with victoria but i saw this meme that said victoria's spirit never really left it just jumped into mj which i agree with so then um the one-on-one with rachel yeah, I like her. I like her, but I saw some. I know things. I saw things like I don't know. I'm not going to talk about the politics thing, but like the racism that like they kind of. I wa- I saw this TikTok. She was like okay. she was engaging in cultural appropriation um on Halloween and all that stuff. And it was it, like she's young, so it was recent. Like she was 19, three years ago. You know what I mean? So like I liked her until I
1: saw that. I we? know I saw a thing where they're like I think a lot of these girls are just trying to get fame. Um, aside Kit.
0: from her date, uh, aside from that, I think the date went well. But Kit. yeah, good time.
1: I like Kit, but she's just so like they just give me like little little sister big brother vibes, almost. She, it kind of reminds me of like like uh, just a crush that she has. Like it's like a big brother of like her friend, and like they you know they what I mean. They make out. Yeah. They make out. They just make out.
0: And she was like, "Oh my god, my mom is so rich and so famous. That I I'm not vulnerable and I don't open up. Like fucking boohoo, Kit. Sam, that's
1: mean. You don't friend. know." No, you never know, you know. Living in, like, the eye of the public is actually really, it's... it's <laughs> I guess so,
0: but, like... At especially
1: same, when you're not the popular one. Like, it's your mom who's, I get like, it, the, but the it came one. off
0: like that. It came off like, my mom's a famous fashion designer. I, I grew up saying, with all this I th- wealth. I can't open up.
1: I think she was saying she she feels like people use her for, because of her wealth. So she feels like she can't open up. But she also should up. have
0: said that because I feel like a lot of people will just take what she said at face value, kind of like I did. It was kind of like a boo-hoo type of thing. Also, she was like, I've never been in love. And I'm like, also, you're 21. Yeah she's 21. She's so I haven't had a relationship
1: in so t- long. Sam like, we was like, if you, if that was ago. you, would you able to do that? Like, with a 28-year-old? Like, no. Like,
0: like I don't think age really matters, but I meant, like, Fran, but like, would Fran be able to, like, get that... Di- like, she doesn't even know herself yet. Neither do I. Like, fully. You know what I mean? Like, you're not even... Like, if Matt were
1: to ask me, like, so, like, tell me about yourself and, like, the struggles you've had, I'd be like, um, like, I'm still going through those struggles. Yeah. Like, I haven't overcome anything yet. And the things I have overcome, I feel like I wouldn't be ready to talk about because I'm still, like, at a younger point in my life. So the group date the farm i found it weird when he like ran to piper to like kiss her and she dri- cheeses me a little she was bit. he was running from mj he, he was literally ran legit from running from mj when she was trying to chase her with the egg and he ran away from her to go kiss piper she reminds me of like that goodie too she's from like disney channels i don't like her at all i
0: don't like her either she reminds me of um the girl from the game plan or from um yeah yeah pouring the house yeah What's yeah name? Madison, madison pettis pettis yeah I, who do I like? Who she, do I she's like? She's not going like, last. I like Brie. I like Abigail. Abigail opened up about how she's afraid to have kids because she's like they they might be deaf because her and her sister are. I deaf.
1: really like Brie a lot, but she's not getting a lot of She's like unproblematic. She's not getting a lot of FaceTime. Right I do now.
0: like Serena from Markham. Or actually she's from Richmond Hill. Yeah. I like Serena from Richmond Hill, although like she's a publicist in Richmond Hill. Who do I don't you think she's gonna last? Who though. are you a publicist for, you know? I don't who, know. really who are you a publicist for, Six Buzz. I like Michelle. I liked Rachel, but I can't believe Mari went home. She was a little bit insignificant. No, to yeah, that, I but like I liked her,
1: just because she's hot. Like, yeah, she's not gonna keep her just because she's True. hot. What else do I have to
0: say about the episode? Oh, and at the end, so at the end, the drama with MJ. How MJ? Like, she is so annoying. She's one of those girls that like pretends like they're cool. She, chick. she, the amount like, of, no, the amount of times. I'm sorry, this really riles me up. The amount of times she said, um, what'd she say? She was like, um. I pre- I preach what pre- the fuck Peace is and you? harmony Yeah She's like I preach peace and harm- harmony I lead by example
1: She's one of those people Who thinks she's like Different than all the rest Of the girls Like she doesn't Not that because you don't Wear makeup Or like do your hair You're different Like whatever Good on you She's obviously beautiful But like just, she tries to differ herself so much, like, oh, look at me, like, I am a too cool personality, like, you want to fight, get, um, you want to see me fight, get your popcorn out, Really we like, like, tough cool. guy, like, okay, cool, and then on the farm, she literally pretended, like, she could, she was afraid of chickens, like, no one's that afraid of a chicken, like,
0: yeah, just to get attention, like, yo, she is so, she was like, ah, like, oh,
1: get that chicken away from me, and then, like, Matt went to go, like, caress her, because the chicken scared her, like, I don't know, the show kind of pisses me off a little bit, like, really, it, it really... Like, it just, what's that word I'm looking Birds. for? No, it just really plays a part on, like, a damsel in distress. Like, yeah. I'm scared of a chicken, Matt. Like, come hug me now, because this fucking chicken... Yeah, but you see the other girls were, like, really, bitch? Yeah, Katie but, was, like, come on. But that's why, Jan- her name Janessa. Yeah. She was, like, you have three personalities, which is true. Camera I in agree. front of Matt and off the camera. No, but, and,
0: like, MJ wasn't even, like, making sense when she spoke. She just kept telling Jessenia to be quiet. She was, like, We'll see. Oh, we'll see. I I what? preach harmony. But she will I see. Preach har- and then like, she was what? right. She's like,
1: well, when they show airs, then we will see. And but the like- whole
0: time, MJ was on Victoria and Anna's side, and she was like the only. She was the one in house being like, these girls don't deserve a date. Out loud, she said to the new girls that they didn't deserve a date. That she's been there for three weeks. Why are they getting a date? Okay, yeah,
1: it's embarrassing because when she plays it back, she'll actually see what she said, and then she's like, "Fuck!" I'm like. A little bit manipulative. So
0: the episode ended off with uh, like Jasenia and her sitting there. And Matt coming in like a dad. Like when my dad disciplines me and Fran, that's literally what it looked like. He sat there on the couch and was talking to MJ. It was about to talk to MJ and Jasenia. If he sends that both was like of them Tasia, home, though with
1: like Noah and Bennett. That literally gave me mommy vibes. When Tasha was like Bennett Noah and they're just like what the fuck.
0: No, but I really hope he doesn't send Jasenia home. I, I, he doesn't have a vibe with her, either way. You know is not going that far, but I hope he sends MJ home she won't. before Jesenia. He spoke
1: to MJ a lot more times than he, she's, he's spoken to Jesenia.
0: Yeah, but he, but that doesn't mean anything. Like he, he should, Then he should send them both home. He should send Jesenia home because he doesn't vibe with her, and he should send MJ home because why do you want that toxic... She looks like she's been through World War no III. No offense,
1: also, when she goes home, I feel like the next toxic one will be Chelsea. Yeah,
0: Chelsea just gives me vibes that she... um. She's just not very aware of what's going on and aware of everyone else's, like, situations. And I don't know. She's really pretty, though, and, like... She's
1: oblivious.
0: She's a little bit oblivious to what's going on.
1: Either she's oblivious... No, or, I think she's um, ignorant. Yeah, Sorry. I was going
0: to say, I think she's a little bit ignorant. Like, she's not real... Just because it's not affecting her, the she's not the mature as
1: well. Like, when Matt was talking to her, she's like, True. She's like, she,
0: yeah. He, he was like, you know, I like you. She's like, yeah. yeah. Anyways, guys, before we get too riled up about The Bachelor, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you for watching... And yeah. Anyways, we'll see you next week. Bye.